Here on The Startup Life, we inspire entrepreneurs every day to maximize themselves and their business. We do this with words of encouragement and actionable ideas to take their business and themselves to the next level. However, there are some of you out there that may have made a mistake in the past, and trust me, I'm not here to judge. You found yourself in a situation and you had to pay the price with your time. You went in, did your bid, and now you're out. But now you find yourself paying a second price, one that you probably didn't anticipate, and quite frankly, I don't think it's one you deserve. You want to make a decent living, but your past keeps haunting you in this regard, so you get frustrated. And some of you may even start thinking about making another mistake. If there is anyone out there that this applies to out in Startup Nation, no worries, you are in my tribe. I got you, fam. Because when you have the entrepreneurial mindset, just know there is always another way. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life. Let's begin. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own luck, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. You are listening to The Startup Life with Dominic Lawson, powered by the Binge Podcast Network. So on today's show, we're going to talk about some of those about you in Startup Nation that, you know, you made, like I said, we, we made a mistake in the past. And so we're trying to find a way to reinvent ourselves, reinvent our lives and really go on to be productive citizens in the world. So in the first segment, we're gonna talk about once you get out of jail, some ways to start to reestablish your credit. When we're talking about starting a business or whatever, that's one of the first things we may want to do and it's really important when we start about, not just starting up, but scaling as well. Next, we'll talk about for some of those who don't necessarily wanna start a business, but maybe you wanna go back in the workplace, that's fine. We, you know, we support that here on the startup life. And so we're going to talk about some companies out there that are willing to hire people who have served time. And then we'll go to break. And then when we come back, many of you who have served time may think that there's limited resources out there for you to kind of start your company. That is not true. We're going to dispel that and we're going to give you some of those resources here on the show. And lastly, Startup Nation, when I do shows like these, I like to give you proof of concept that what you want to do can work with your entrepreneurial idea and your business dreams. So we're going to share some of those success stories, proof of concept of people who have served time and got out and made successful businesses. So Startup Nation, I hope you're ready to receive great value today and let's take flight. Startup Nation, I think one of the craziest things out there is that when you are incarcerated, right, and you have like these debts or like student loans or whatever kind of debts you have, it's like those things don't go away. Now, I'm not saying they should just go away completely, like paid in full or whatever the case may be, but I think there should be some type of forbearance apparatus in place for people who are, who are incarcerated. Like it's something we do for 
the military and this, that, and the other. And I get it, right? That's something honorable. We want to honor our veterans veterans in that regard. Happy Veterans Day to all my veterans out there. But at the same time, I think there needs to be something similar. Maybe not as good as we do for veterans, but something similar that we do for people who are incarcerated. Like, how in the world can you pay back a debt and you're in jail, right? You know, it's like, I feel like that's that's not fair. But, you know... Once again, like I said, you know, it's like you're paying a second price and it's one I don't think you necessarily deserve. But here on the Startup Life, we only focus on what we can control. And so what we can control is that once we get out, we can do something about it. And one of the things we can do is start the path to reestablish our credit. The first thing that we can do, Startup Nation, is make a budget. Make a budget, you know, understand expenses and, you know, income or whatever the case may be, and really do that balance scale with it to understand, you know, where your money's coming from, where you're going to. So that way, when we have that in place, then we'll know if we have a little extra to kind of pay down some of our debt or we have uh, a little bit uh, a little bit less to where we can't pay a little bit that month or we can't pay anything that month. And that's okay. And believe it or not, Startup Nation, there are organizations out there uh, that, that can help you with this. For example, there's uh, the Consumer Education and Training Services, or SENSE, out of Seattle, Washington, uh, where it helps you, you know, organize your, you know, your budget and helps with like money management and is specifically geared for people who are re-entering society, right? And so that can be a great resource for you, Startup Nation, as you try to rebuild your life, because I know it's been difficult and I know it's been frustrating, but there is a way. There's definitely a way. And then another thing you want to do once you get out uh, is to... You know, assess your debt. Like, who do you owe? Get 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 a credit report, annualcreditreport.com. See who your debtors are, right? And then you know, give them a call. the The thing is, is that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, if you tell them your story and you tell them what was going on, they can they can empathize with you, right? Even sympathize with as well. And so, give them a call. See what you can do. See what you can work out. See if you can get like that type of forbearance. Not necessarily through you know, a law, like I was talking about earlier, but maybe through that company, maybe uh, uh, allow for some type of forbearance with you and work with you in that regard. Maybe they'll say, hey, you know, we can't offer you a forbearance, but what we can do is offer you some type of really low monthly payment. And that's fine. That's a win, Startup Nation. We'll take that, right? Because the thing is, like, people understand, most people understand that like once you come out from doing time, you know, you're trying to reestablish stuff. You're trying to reestablish, you know, your standing in society. You're trying to reestablish, you know, reconnections with your family. And that's a lot to go through in itself. And so to have this financial piece that you have to reestablish as well is quite a daunting task. And so, like I said, most people can understand that. Not all, because some people, let's just be honest, some people are just jerks. They just are. But you know, if you assess your debt, you know what you're tackling. And it's not just this this boogeyman, boogie monster, whatever the case may be, that's just out, you know, in the stratosphere to where you're just aimlessly trying to attack. And so, honestly, Startup Nation, like some of those debtors that you may owe while you are doing time, they may have become what they call stale debt. Now, what this is, is that like basically, I think it's like seven years or something like that. If you haven't paid something in seven years, then it, it becomes something to where legally you don't necessarily have to pay it back but you do owe that money right and the thing comes off your credit report wherever the case may be so you know make sure you do your due diligence with that and in some cases some extreme cases 
you may, you know, bankruptcy may be an option. This is one of those things where you probably need to go and uh, get some legal help with that regard. And believe it or not, there are resources out there. I was not able to find any just now, and I do apologize about that. There may be some resources out there free just for incarcerated personnel in order to get free legal advice and see if that's an option for you. Because I, honestly, that's another thing that piles up legal fees when people, you know, uh, you know, like a collected debt company or whatever the case may be, they use legal action in order to collect that debt and they pass that on to you. And so you may be able to get some of those waived if you explain you was incarcerated, trying to get your life back together. Because man, it's like, like I said, you're paying this second price and it's like, it's, it's strange, you know, it's hard enough trying to, find somewhere to stay and have money for food or whatever the case may be. And so now you find yourself with all this debt. And so just don't despair. There are ways to get around that. And then also, you know, this is where you, after this point, this is where you start to rebuild your credit. One of the easiest things you can do is like you have a spouse or a parent or maybe even, you know, a, a, a grown-up adult that you trust or whatever the case may be, you can become an authorized user on one of their credit cards or whatever the case may be, right? And so what happens is they add you as an authorized user or authorized signer on their credit card. And so when they make payments, your credit score incrementally goes up. Now, there is a flip side. If they don't make payments, then you will get affected by that as well. So there is a little bit of risk in that case involved. But it really is a very unique tool and a very good tool to help start reestablishing our credit, reestablishing, you know, our um, our ways to use credit in our benefit for sure. Also, Startup Nation, you may be able to get a secured credit card. Now, what this is, is that basically is like you use kind of like collateral, if you will. Uh, for a credit card. So basically, let's say you want a credit card and you want a $300 limit. Basically, you will give the bank $300 up front and they will issue a credit card with, with that credit line. Sorry. And so, uh, and depending on the bank, sometimes if you do well with that, they'll increase the credit limit, even though it's still only secured by the $300 or They'll give you your $300 back and increase the credit limit. So it just depends on how well you do with the credit card and also the particular bank because not all banks have that particular program. But the good ones do, though. The good ones do. And so uh, I know when I used to work at Wells Fargo, we had a program like that. Also, like Bank of America and your and your uh, your U.S. bank, your big banks, their, your big national banks usually have programs like these. A lot of times your credit unions and your smaller regional banks may not necessarily have them, but... I would ask you that you do your due diligence and make sure you shop around uh, with different banks, you know, with credit cards, secure credit cards when you're trying to reestablish your, your credit. Look, you're going to face many challenges as you as you get out. And if you're in it or if you already just, you know, if you just gotten out of whatever case may be, you're going to face many challenges. But just understand that it's not impossible. OK, also, um, if you find yourself trying to get a bank account startup nation and you're having an issue with that, you can get prepaid debit card. OK, now, granted, you know, when you have a prepaid debit card, it doesn't report to a credit agency and it's not building your credit, but it is helping with that establishing the budget piece. You have a place to when you start working or have your company or whatever the case may be, there's a place for you to um, have 
uh, money to go to in that store and to, you know, maybe earn interest in some regard, even though interest rates are extremely low when it comes to this checking and savings account. But that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother podcast, Startup Nation. But at the very least, with a prepaid debit card, you have a place, you have a bank account, if you, you have access to funds in order to do what you need to do. And the thing is, prepaid debit cards have, have become extremely popular for what we like to call the underbank, the people who can't get traditional bank accounts. Uh, and they have become extremely sophisticated. As, as a matter of fact, uh, if you're familiar with the, with the company NetSpend, N-E-T-S-P-E-E-N-D, uh, dot com and probably there in the show notes for you startup nation they have prepaid accounts set up not only for personal accounts but also business uh prepaid accounts as well you know and they are i think like 4.95 to set up or something like that but after that it's like there's no monthly fee or something like that and so that could be a great way for not only your personal finances but for your business finances as well the startup nation you know like i said entrepreneurship may not be for you and that's okay and so what we want to talk about now is some you know places that are very friendly to people who have served time and are looking to kind of like reestablish their role in society and make a decent living for themselves. Now, this first option is probably, I think, in my opinion, probably the best option, maybe because I'm prior military or whatever the case may be. Um, or maybe I'm bringing it up because it's Veterans Day, but that's neither here nor there startup nation. But. The first one I want to talk about is the military. And the reason I think this is the best option for people who have served time is because a lot of times people who have who have gone in and, and served time in prison or wherever the case may be, and they get out, they get used to this sense of structure. They get used to this sense of like having a schedule, you know, predetermined for them and they know what to do, when to do it, or wherever the case may be. And so a lot of times when you don't have that structure, that's when, unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, we have repeat offenders or whatever the case may be. But the military is not necessarily like prison, but in the regard of that structure, it is very similar. And so a lot of times the military, especially when recruitment is low, is always looking to have an avenue for people who have served time to come and serve in the military. This happens not here only in the U.S., but also in the U.K. as well. Uh, when recruitment is low, they they uh, are are very friendly to people who have served time. And the and the beauty of uh, being in the military is, and when we talk about that structure piece, is that it can be a nice transition from going from superstructure to no structure at all. And so the military has that structure in place, but also has uh, a piece in there to where you can have a little bit of freedom, a little bit of, you know. Uh, determining what your schedule is going to be or whatever the case may be. And so I think the military is an amazing option for people who have served time for that very reason. You know, they do background checks and things of that nature. And depending on what you serve time for, uh, you, you could be disqualified from a military or it could be a situation where you just need a waiver or whatever the case may be. And as I continue on this segment of the show, Startup Nation, let me be clear about something. For those of you who have served time, be honest. Don't lie. Because that's a, a lot of times when you don't get hired for some of these jobs, that's usually the reason why. Now, granted, there are some who discriminate, you know, just because you are a felon. Like, I don't want him near my business or my company or whatever the case may be. And, and that's fine. That says more about them than it does about you. But what I am saying is that be honest, be upfront, let people know, like, look, I've served some time, you know, I'm, I'm trying to reestablish my life, wherever the case may be. 
The thing is, Startup Nation, people, for the most part, love redemption stories. They love comeback stories. They love second chance stories. And so a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times when people have the opportunity to grant that to them, to a person, that's huge. And they take advantage of that. And so as we go through this list, just because you serve time doesn't necessarily mean it's a guarantee that you'll get hired. But what I will say is that if you if you're upfront and you're open and honest, then there there is still a pathway for you to get hired uh, in that regard. Another one, Startup Nation, the trusty Golden Arches, McDonald's. McDonald's is always one that has been friendly for people who have served time. Uh, and there's been many, 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 many success stories from people who have not only got jobs at McDonald's, but have gone on to be managers and district managers and regional managers, but also have gone on to acquire franchises uh, and become franchisees of uh, McDonald's, right? Talk about a success story, right? You started off not thinking you wanted to be an entrepreneur and you saw the pathway because you you got McDonald's process down to a T. He's like, you know what? I want to run a couple of these. And many people who have served time have gone on to do that. And so and that's just a classic example of, you know, you said, look, entrepreneurship ain't for me and voila, here you are. And so McDonald's is an excellent place to consider uh, when you're re-entering society to try to find a job at. Hilton Hotels, Hilton Hotels as well. And they have like, like and Hilton is massive. They like, And so when you think about the Hilton, it's not, you know, the Hilton Hotel Company. It's not just the Hilton Hotel itself. They have many hotels under that umbrella. They have the Hampton Inns. They have Hilton, obviously, NBC Suites, Homewood Suites. Right. Hilton Grand Vacations, Conrad, Waldorf Astoria, I believe up in New York or wherever the case may be. And so when we think about the Hilton, it's not just the Hilton Hotel. So if you see Hilton, like I can only apply Hilton. No, they have a whole bunch of um, uh, whole bunch of hotels underneath that umbrella. So it means that's more opportunity um, for you, Startup Nation, if you're trying to get a job with them. And the, and the thing is, is that like just like fast food, when we talk to Mac about McDonald's, Tourism is also another uh, industry that is very friendly to people who have served time. So even if it's just not Hilton Hotels, think about Holiday Inn, think about the Radisson, think about Crown Plaza and going to the flip side and well, going back rather. When you think about fast food, fast food is very friendly. So it may be not McDonald's, but think about KFC, think about Domino's, think about Subway, think about Five Guys or fast food places. The thing is, Startup Nation, and let me just say this, just because you start off in fries don't mean you have to end up there. Just because you serve time doesn't mean you can't get this job. So you can start off in fries and maybe you get to the cashier and then you get to assistant manager, then manager or shift leader, wherever the case may be. And you can keep scaling the corporate ladder because like I said, people love second chance stories. People love redemption stories. So if you're willing to put in the work, they're willing to, you know, put in, you know, uh, and invest in you. Like I said, you can't account for them jerks. Those jerks are going to be jerks. It says more about them than it says about you. Okay. Look, you served your time. Like they shouldn't discriminate against you for that. So we just going to, we ain't going to worry about the jerks. We're going to focus on us and we're going to keep moving forward, Startup Nation. And just remember that Starbucks as well. Starbucks is one of those very liberal companies, right? Howard Schultz, the guy who started it, whatever the case may be. He's always talking about people from the other side of the tracks because he he says himself he grew up on the other side of the tracks. So when you talk about redemption stories and helping people get back on their feet, Starbucks is a great place 
to um, consider if you've thought about, you know, um, going back into the workforce or if you, I'm sorry, it's a great place to in, to consider when going back to the workforce after you've served time. Starbucks is a great employer, has what, 250,000 people employed worldwide. I mean, hell, there's literally a Starbucks on almost every corner in this country. And so there's plenty of opportunity for you and they're probably constantly building more. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity for you, Startup Nation, if you've served time to get into a Starbucks, get into a place uh, like that. It could be a great career move. And once again, I'm going to reiterate this because I wanted it to stick in your head. And I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I don't care. I wanted to stick in your head, Startup Nation, that just because you start off in one of the low-level, entry-level positions, that does not mean you can't scale your career. You does not mean you cannot scale the corporate ladder. It does not mean you cannot not only scale the corporate ladder, but also become a franchisee in that organization that you started off with at that entry-level position. I want you to get that in your head. I want you to understand that. I want you to understand that you fucking deserve a second chance. Don't let anybody tell you that you do not deserve a second chance. You have done your time. You've understand the mistake you've made and you get a fucking second chance. General Electric. General Electric is one of those companies that's been around for since seems like forever. Right. But, you know, and this is one of those jobs where, look, we may have to go to school a little bit before we can jump into General Electric. But the great thing about General Electric is that, you know, is that they do have apprenticeships and internships uh, if you're in, a, in a many fields from like engineering, IT, administration, right? And so maybe, you know, we don't necessarily have to go back to school. It'd probably be a good idea, but there are ways to kind of get in the door in a place like General Electric. And hell, look, if you go back to school and then you uh, go into uh, a workplace or wherever the case may be and you're looking for a job, I would, you know, I would go on a limb and say that, you know, that probably speaks volumes to you because like that shows investment in yourself that you really are trying to turn things around. Look, we've all made mistakes. Some of us just didn't get caught for our mistakes. Let's just be honest about that. Like, let, let's be real here. Some of us just didn't get caught from the mistakes that we made. But for some of you that did and you had to serve time, you know, you're trying to reinvent yourself. And so if you were to go back to school first and then look for a job, that's probably a great avenue for you to show that employer, like, look, man, I'm out here. I'm trying to get it. OK, I made a mistake. Yes, I did. And you remember, Startup Nation, be honest on that job application. Don't lie about it. But you like, look, man, I'm out here. I'm out here trying to get it. You know, I'm trying to make a second chance for myself, trying to make a second chance for my family. I got all this stuff going on. I went back to school. I, you know, I got me a, a certification and whatever the case may be. Right. You go to that with an employer. On that job interview, they're going to give you a second look, you know, for the most part, because like I said, we got jerks out there, but they're going to give you a second look for the most part. Right. And they're going to and a lot of times they're going to give you a second chance. People love redemption stories. People love comeback stories. Ikea, the Swedish furniture maker. Like, look, I, I, I think Ikea is a wonderful place. I'm not really a fan of their furniture, but what I will say is they have a great company culture. They have, uh, you know, they have great incentives for people who work there. They're all over the place. I think they employ about 160,000 people all around the world in 27 different countries. So let's say you um, you find yourself and you're in New York, Ikea. I don't know if New Ikea is in New York, but let's just say it is for the sake of this uh, example. And let's say you find yourself working, you know, you get out of jail, go to Ikea up in New York, 
and you you know and you find yourself like look what I want to move to Arizona you maybe you can transfer that job there so it's like it's once again there's a path and a way for you to reinvent yourself right because maybe everybody in New York sees you as this one thing you go to Arizona now you got a whole new job you got a new perspective in life you out there in the in the sunshine probably in Arizona probably a little bit too much sunshine from time to time because it gets pretty hot in Arizona but you get my point. My point is you get to reinvent yourself and a job can do that. A job like Ikea can do that. It can send you somewhere else to get a whole new perspective on life. It's like like when when uh, coaches or players play for a team or whatever, right? And they're not doing so well and they go to a whole other team. The game of basketball, the game of football hasn't changed, but they start to perform better. That's because they just needed a, they just need a fresh air. They needed a fresh perspective. They needed somewhere to reinvent themselves. And you can do that too. You can do that too, Startup Nation. Believe me. For my people out, you know, across the pond in, in the UK, British Airways. British Airways is a great example of people who are looking uh, to hire people who have who have made a mistake in the past. It's one of the largest uh, one of the largest uh, airlines on the planet, you know, British Airways, you know, they have entry-level positions for like cabin crew uh, you know, aerospace and aviation engineering. Once again, uh, I would check to see if you need to have some type of degree or uh, certification to engage in that type of work. Uh, you know, if not, maybe there's an internship and apprenticeship, but just at the very least shoot your shot. Don't, don't just see that like, you know, oh, they need an engineer. I'm just going to not apply. Make them say no. Don't you say no for yourself. Force the people, you know, to say no okay believe it or not apple apple once again a lot like starbucks is one of those very uh liberal places when it comes to uh uh second chances and things of that now, tech people usually are pretty liberal right i mean don't get me wrong right like there are some people once again there are jerks but uh tech tech people usually are pretty liberal uh, you know, if you want to learn how to code to make apps or whatever the case may be, there's internships specific to Apple as well. Apple wasn't always, once again, like I said, Apple wasn't always engaged in, in this in this type of uh, hiring practice. But, you know, they, they signed up for the Fair Chance Business Pledge to have a covenant to make, you know, incentives for companies for people who hire felons. And Google and Facebook are also people who are looking to give that second chance to people who have made a mistake in their past. Exxon Mobil, if, if you want to be an oil person, you, you want to be an oil man or whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm sorry, I guess I've watched um, There Will Be Blood or whatever that movie is with the oil guy uh, once too many times. But anyway, Exxon Mobil is a, another one that uh, that also hires people who have served time. Texas Oil uh, giant shell has also does this as well. Exxon Mobil is massive. It's huge. It's like when we have those those Fortune 500 companies, uh, you know that list that comes out each year. Exxon Mobil is usually one or two. So talk about job security, right? Well, depending on how you look on fossil fuels, but that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother podcast startup nation. But Exxon Mobil is a great uh, resource for you as well. Enterprise Rent a Car. Enterprise has 7,200 locations. Uh, in 30 countries, right? Uh, as long as you got customer service skills or great, you know, interpersonal skills, like, you know, they are looking for people who have that great customer service skill. That's all it is at the end of the day. It's a service industry. And they're looking for people who can communicate with people, right? 
you know, and I and I get it. You may be a little bit shy about that, you know, coming out of, um, you know, jail or wherever the case may be. But if you're comfortable with yourself, then enterprise could be a great place for you to try to uh, to get a job. Now, I will say with enterprise, there are certain jobs with enterprise because it is a car rental uh, company, certain jobs that that talk about, you know, uh, that's are related to driving and you're and you had a felony that's driver related that actually may disqualify from that job for obvious reasons. But that doesn't mean that there may be other jobs at enterprise that you can't uh, that you can't apply for. So uh, just keep in mind that, like, you know, look, make them say no. Don't you say no for yourself. And also in that regard, Avis budget rental car are also. Uh, friendly to people who have served time as well. IBM, once again, some of these jobs may require for you to go to uh, to school to get some type of certification or whatever the case may be, or at the very least, they may uh, have internships or apprenticeships for you to kind of learn on the job as well. But if you like problem solving and hardware engineering or whatever the case may be, or you feel like you want to take a crack at coding or whatever the case may be, uh, think about that. Honestly, what I will say, Startup Nation, that is like if you like cyber crimes or stuff like that, uh, you know, hacking or whatever the case may be, uh, you're, you may dis be disqualified for that job. But there may be an opportunity for you. Hear me out. If you were engaged in cyber crimes or hacking or whatever the case may be, you can actually maybe come in as a consultant. Because the thing is, cyber uh, tech and cyber and tech companies are always looking for security. Security is the is the big thing when it comes to computers and stuff like that. And so, if you're able to consult on, let me break it down a little bit. Long story short, um, let's say IBM comes out with a new cybersecurity software, and they give it to you like hack this. And so, what you do in you try to hack it. So, if you can find the holes, like here, you need to patch this up here, patch this up here for all my IT people and cyber and um. Uh, and tech people who know about coding and cybersecurity. If I'm saying anything wrong, forgive me. It's my ignorance. For, but you get what I'm saying, right? People hire, corporations like IBM hire people who are good at hacking and cybercrimes, whatever the case may be, to see where the holes is in their software. And so that way they can patch that up. So just because, you know, uh, you went to jail for like hike, hacking or embezzlement through computer systems or whatever the case may be, there actually may be an opportunity for you to kind of help in that regard. So now you're on the opposite end trying to, you know, stop other people in the future from doing what you may have gone to jail for. And so there actually may be an opportunity in that regard. And then last but not least, Sony. Sony, uh, oh, real quick, Dale, in addition to IBM, is also willing to peep, hire people who have served time. Sony, the computer electronics conglomerate, conglomerate, if you will. I love Sony. I'm a PlayStation guy. And so, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, but if you are in the game design or something like that, that may actually may be something uh, good for you. Music production or film production or whatever the case may be. Sony is always looking for stuff like that because there's many different avenues that Sony goes into. Not just Sony uh, PlayStation, but but have like Sony Pictures or whatever the case may be. And like music, the music company or whatever the case may be. Excuse me. So there's different avenues for you to get into when it comes to Sony and electronics conglomerate. Also, Motorola and LG 
uh, also fit that regard. Just remember, it may require you to get some type of certification or to go back to school in order to kind of apply for those jobs. But also, once again, make them say no. Don't you say no yourself. Ask to see if they have some type of internship or apprenticeship that can benefit you as well. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I hope you're getting great value from today's episode of Startup Nation. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you listen to the Startup Life powered by the Binge Podcast Network. business owner the startup life reach is growing wouldn't you like your business to grow with it reach out to us to advertise on the startup life you can reach us at 901-857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askalsolutions.com i mean don't get me wrong like this is a great music to have break on but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music but your business being advertised on it if you are a teacher looking for great resources look no further than our teaching with Al section of our website enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the nixon presidency as part of our legacy series enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are common core line Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So for those of you who want to engage in the life of entrepreneurship and start a company, and, you know, like I said, you're either maybe you're currently in prison. I'm not sure if you're able to listen to podcasts in prison. Uh, I know they have Internet access and stuff like that. If you're currently in prison or you just got out, you may think that there are limited resources for you to engage in a life of entrepreneurship and starting your company or whatever the case may be. And that's just simply not true. Uh, So I want to talk about now about like grants and ways to access capital and programs that can help facilitate that path to entrepreneurship. The first thing you can think of is the correctional facility. Once again, if you are currently uh, incarcerated, Uh, There may be ways for you to kind of start that path right there while you're incarcerated. How is that possible? Well, many uh, correction facilities have programs that allow you to gain like skills or whatever while you're there. For example, if you're working in a kitchen, you're learning a a culinary art that can be, you know, useful to like starting a a restaurant once you get outside or once you get out or whatever, or you can take um, Microsoft Office or whatever, or maybe some type of coding class if you have access to the internet uh, while you're there. The thing is, is that like many correctional facilities do have these programs. I'm not going to sit up here and be naive and say they all do, but I, I do believe a lot of them do have these facilities. And so, if you if you're at a facility where you have these programs in place, take advantage of them. Please do. And if not, on, when you get on the outside, I want to talk about that next. There there are ways to uh, access different avenues as well. 
the community. Your community has many state and local offices that can help uh, reacclimate you into not just society, but into a way to make yourself a self-employed business owner or entrepreneur, as you like to say. Uh, there's uh, state government offices, county government offices, city government offices, sometimes local churches uh, or, or places of worship will have things specifically for people who have uh, served time or whatever the case may be. The thing is, this is where you have to kind of do a little bit of legwork. You have to do a little bit of walking around. They're trying to see who has uh, things specifically so for people who have been incarcerated to start a company. There may be some resource. There may be some type of networking event. There may be some type of uh, uh, convention. There may be some type of meeting to where you can get into to learn what's available to you uh, or specifically to what you're trying to do. If it's something specifically for the culinary arts, if it's something specifically for coding, if it's something specifically for being a mechanic, if it's something specifically for learning how to code. Uh, so there's just a myriad of things in your community that you can have access to. Uh, I you know I don't know if they do and if they you know have this when you get out, but what they should have is some type of portfolio of, of access to, you know, things in your community once you get out, not just send you with the things you went in with or whatever. But that's just that's neither here nor there. That's just me. Also, uh, there's a website, helpforfelons.org. It's a website that focuses on general reentry into society, not just on starting a business, but you know, just re you know, reentry society as well. You're gonna go through a lot of obstacles when you get back uh, out there on your own or whatever the case may be. And so Help for Felons is a great resource uh, for you to utilize in that regard. Now, for my ones that want to be entrepreneurs, there is a, a nonprofit community support outreach called Inmates to Entrepreneurs. And if you see, there's a link in the show notes for you to access that uh, thing. So basically what it is, is there's like, I think it's like a monthly meeting that you you meet with a local business owner. And sometimes they bring in guests to speak or whatever the case may be. But anyway, it's a monthly meeting that you attend to help you start your company. You learn different things like marketing. You learn different things like, you know, uh, how to scale. And so it really is just up to, up to that entrepreneur on what they kind of want to show you. Uh, there's many chapters all over the country and uh, Startup Nation, if you are somebody who has either been pre previously incarcerated or has never been incarcerated, you can start your own chapter where you are now. If that's something that you want to do and you want to give back to the community, that's something that is very much needed. The 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 ability to empower people who have been uh, who have been away serving time, and so that's a way for you to give back to your community startup nation. You know, go to the website inmates for entrepreneurs uh, is there in the show notes for easy access to find out how you can be a chapter leader and run your own monthly meetings to help a, a person who's trying to get back on their feet through the path of entrepreneurship uh, also there's federal education loans and business grants loans like look you know if you're trying to learn you know if you just got out and you're trying to learn maybe you want to be an accountant maybe you, you know you have a thing for graphic design maybe you have a thing for HVAC or wherever the case may be, or whatever it is you want to do. There are, you know, there are business grants and federal education loans specifically for people who have um, who have had uh, uh, to serve time in the past. It, it you know, and, and, and I get it, right? Like you, you get in this rut and you get, you know, you hear these, these stigmas of society about people who are felons, but there are resources out there for you. There are 
people who want to help you, right? And and, and it, and it kind of sucks that you have to find each other, but that's just where we are. You know, you would think, you know, some of the correctional facilities will help you in the rehabilitation process even after the fact, but let's let, let's just Let's just keep it real for a second. Those some a lot of times those prisons are private facilities and they they make money on making sure that you come back. But fuck them. We don't want you to come back. We we don't want you to go back there. We want you to be able to empower yourself through entrepreneurship or in the previous segment to get a job so that way you can leave them long gone and you can support yourself, you can support your family and you can ultimately support your dreams. Uh, and whatever it is that you want to do, because you have the ability to do that, but you also have the right to search that out. Uh, grants.gov is an excellent place for not just grants, but also um, is also a great place for you to like look for like government contracts. If you will. there's government contracts all over the place. Right. And so if you've started a company or whatever, you know, and you've gotten some of that uh, that that business grant money or business loan money, or whatever the case may be then you may have scaled to the point where you can service one of those government contracts or whatever the case may be. Now, some government contracts may require you to disclose certain information about like your criminal background or whatever the case may be. Just like I said about you know applying for a job, be honest. Do not hide anything. Be, be as transparent as possible because it's usually when you're not being honest and you're not being transparent is what gets people in trouble. But also keep in mind that Unfortunately, some grants or whatever the case may be, some not necessarily grants, some government contracts in grants.gov may disqualify you based on what you did to have to go into prison. But that's OK. There's other, you know, RFPs or uh, uh, government contracts that you can go after. That's fine. Don't don't worry about that. Let's not worry about that part. Let's focus focus on what we can control. Don't focus on what we cannot control. That's an important piece when you're trying to re-enter society. Okay, look, I get it. Like I said, like it's stacked against you. There's people out here trying to not only not set you up for success. There's people out here, you know, probably trying to get you back in the jail. Don't give into the hype. Believe in yourself. Empower yourself. You know, and, you know, I think things will work out for you. Uh, Small business administration microloans. Look, sometimes when you start a company, you know, if, if, if you're. If you're savvy enough, you don't need a fifty thousand dollar loan. You need a third. You don't need a thirty million dollar loan. Maybe just you need a five thousand dollar loan or uh, a eight thousand dollar loan just to kind of get you started, right? And so SBA micro loans are a great way to kind of help get you started in that regard. The average, average uh, loan from SBA for those micro loans is like thirteen thousand dollars. And so you know, seek that out. Also, uh, there's also a growing need for the the freelance space right so if you're a person who already is great at graphic design if you're a person who has a a a great radio voice right so places like upwork and guru or even tackle if you will are great sources of of uh, doing some freelance work uh for instance like if you want to go with upwork or freelancer, if you will. And all of this is here in the show notes, Startup Nation, for you to have easy access so that way you can seek those out. But for instance, let's say you're great at graphic design and somebody's looking for, like myself, who who now is part owner of a podcast network, I'm gonna need a podcast cover art. But I can't, I'm not a, I'm not a graphic designer. I may need somebody for that. Or I may need somebody to do some voiceover work, right? That's also something that you can probably do as well. And if you're already great at building websites, if you're great at podcast editing, if you're great 
at just a myriad of things. A lot of things that, you know, for Upwork, it's like usually digital that you can transport over files, wherever the case may be. Or maybe, hell, maybe you know how to write essays. Uh, and so these are great things that you can do, uh, you know, under Upwork. Now, when we talk about tackle, and that's T-A-K-L, uh, tackle. Now, if you're great at like landscaping or doing house chores or wherever the case may be, tackle is a great way to kind of uh, jumpstart that entrepreneurial spirit. There, there's been plenty of people who um, engage tackle. Like if you if you know how if you, if you don't mind doing like some uh, work around somebody's house, like you know like folding clothes or uh, ironing and cleaning people's houses, or uh, like I said, landscaping or uh, taking away large haul away large uh, articles of trash or wherever the case may be. Tackle is a great place for you to kind of jumpstart your entrepreneurial journey. And, and like I said, like the free market, the freelance open, um, I'm sorry, the freelance marketplace is a growing space uh, day in and day out. We're moving more and more into what we like to call a service economy or the, the share economy, if you will. And so a lot of people are engaging. Also, uh, you know, and, and I'm not sure if they have any uh, any felony related you know uh, restrictions or whatever the case may be, but Uber, Uber and Lyft uh, are are great and excellent sources. If you got a car, those are great sources to start your entrepreneurial journey. Depending on where you live in the country or in the world for that matter, if you live in a high density area, you can make a lot of money driving for Uber. Uh, I, I was I was riding to Uber the other day. And he said a friend of his uh, in Nashville makes like sixteen hundred bucks a week. That's a pretty decent living, uh, you know, just to driving people around. So you know there are great ways to uh, to jumpstart the up entrepreneurial uh, career. And that freelancer marketplace, the freelance marketplace, is an excellent way to get started. And just like the title episode. Don't doesn't require background checks for the most part, for the most part, especially like on an Upwork or something like that. You know, you don't they don't require background checks. Also, uh, Startup Nation, you know, if you have an idea to start a company, and you just got out and, you, and you're having a hard time. Maybe the SBA micro loan situation didn't work out for you. Go find me at Indiegogo. I'm always looking for uh, pl- uh, looking for new ideas to fund. Now, GoFundMe is usually more so towards like you know like trying to help somebody with funeral expenses or trying to help somebody with like educational and medical expenses because there's some type of uh story that's attached to it but if you're can if you can create a, a creative way to convince somebody to to fund a business idea then go for it on GoFundMe. now indiegogo is specifically for entrepreneurial ideas or products or whatever the case may be so indy i would go to indiegogo first and then try GoFundMe. but those are two excellent resources to try to fund ideas also uh, the small business development resource centers uh, around the country. Uh, we have them here in Memphis. We have them in Nashville. They're all over the place, right? And so those are great places for you to go to kind of vet out those entrepreneurial journeys, those entrepreneurial ideas. They have people that come in from all walks of life to come in and talk about marketing and research and and getting money and getting government contracts and how to uh, make sure you know how to read a contract properly or even, you know, how to use QuickBooks. The point is like there, there's another resource there for you. If you live here in Memphis, 555 Bill Street is a great place where they have a SBDC office there. And they also have the Black Business Bureau, uh, the Better Black Business Bureau there. 
in that building and a whole and they have like literally a business library and so they had this in memphis i imagine they had this all over the country and a lot of different similar uh amenities if more or less depending on where you are and lastly startup nation score score is one of those is a nationwide uh organization that helps people uh start businesses once again just like the small business development centers they have speakers they have people to help you write a business plan they have people helping you find funding they have a myriad of programs and ideas so if you're somebody who had to serve some time or whatever score is an excellent resource for you to vet out to kind of see what they can do for you and lastly startup nation before we head out for today i want to give you proof of concept of people who have served time they've been in your shoes and they've redeveloped themselves reinvented themselves started companies and now they are quite successful and the thing is startup nation the reason i wanted to make this episode before i continue is because like a lot of times a lot of times, you know, you're behind the eight ball. If you were to go into the job field and find a job, whatever the case may be, uh, and not only finding that job, but also being paid what most people will get paid without uh, with people who don't have records. People who have a record make 40 percent less than people who who don't have a record. And so when we advocate here on the startup life for entrepreneurship, specifically for people who have um serve time we want you to get that notion we want you to understand that number that a lot of times that like you know you could be you know uh jeopardizing your earning potential by going into the workforce i'm not saying don't go into the workforce because if you find work wherever you can but what i am saying is that you should have all the information at your disposal to make the best decision for yourself. And so that is why I made this episode. That is why I gave you that figure. I want you to understand that there may be a chance where you may be earning less just because you have a record. And I don't necessarily think that's fair. And so what I want to try to do is to level that playing field to give you the opportunity to say, to show another path to where you can make that much that just as much if not more because now you're the owner as opposed to the employee but anyway i want to give you some ideas or some proof of concept of people who have served time but are now very successful uh entrepreneurs one of the first people you know i want to highlight is piper kerman you may know piper kerman you may not know piper kerman but if you don't know her then you probably know that show Orange is the New Black. Well, it's based on Piper Kerman, who was convicted of money laundering uh, for a, a heroin ring. And so she wrote this memoir about her time being in prison. And then, you know, obviously it was a good, a best-selling book. So made a lot of money from it. And then that book got turned into a Netflix show, a very popular Emmy Award-winning uh, Netflix show. And so once again, somebody who made a mistake and, and, and turned it into a positive. And then there's Frederick Hudson. Hudson, you know, served time for uh, trafficking uh, marijuana, right? And so he, he actually created an app called Pigeonly. It's an inmate database to help people find incarcerated family members. Once again, turning a negative into a positive and turning it into a very lucrative and uh, an amazing app that is uh that has made him a lot of money cost Mar cost marte is one of the probably the more successful ones that we hear about from time to time he he started con body uh he was running a two million dollar drug ring up in new york uh, and served uh some time in prison but while he was in prison he worked out a lot and worked out to the point where he 
lost like 70 pounds. And so when he started, uh, so when he got out, he he just he opened uh, or started Combody, a prison style boot camp exercise company that has has not like 400 clients a week, right? And he's been featured on uh, Startup. Uh, the podcast startup, which there in the show notes is a link to if you want to hear his story in full. Uh, he, he's spoken at CNBC events. He's spoken all around the country telling his story. But he took what he what you no know, what happened in prison and turned that into a company. So it goes back to what we were saying earlier, Startup Nation, about like, you know, be fully engaged in the culinary arts. Be fully engaged in your in your prison jobs. There's an opportunity there in what you're doing to not just focus on the job, but figure out the process. Figure out what can be had. How can I turn this into a company when I get out of prison? So, you know, when you think about what you're doing in your prison jobs, think about that and think about Cos Marte as, you know, he did, uh, opened and designed Conbody. Cedric Hornbuckle. Cedric Hornbuckle was, you know, served eight years on a prison charge and went through down to Texas. They have the prison entrepreneurship program. Once again, like I said, certain correctional facilities have programs specifically for not just rehabilitating once you got out, for, but for entrepreneurship. And if, you know, look, just because you're incarcerated doesn't mean you can't advocate for yourself. If you find yourself not having that in your facility, advocate for it. Write the warden, write, you know, ask the one of the guard. Like, if you, you know, granted, I imagine you have to be, like, you know, in, in pretty good standing as an inmate, whatever the case may be. But, hell, there's nothing wrong with FK. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Now, look, I'm, I'm, keep in mind, I'm speaking from a place I've never served in prison. So, if you feel like something's going to happen, don't take my word for it. But if you can find a place to advocate for yourself, advocate for yourself. And so, there should, you know, like I said, all around the country, there are facilities that do have, uh, these programs in place and if you don't have a program in place advocate for yourself to have to see if you can get that program in place but when hornbuckle got out of jail he got out and started his own moving moving company moved by love very successful he goes around speaking to people not just about the prison the pipeline system but also speaking about how he turned his negative into a positive another one of the more commercial ones 50 cent 50 cent served time in juvenile detention uh, and then when he got out signed to you know to uh, Shady Records or whatever it was called with Dr. Dre and Eminem. Now, you know, multi-million dollar uh, hip-hop artist that finds himself being petty from time to time, but that's a whole nother story from a whole nother podcast. But, you know, uh, took a, a, a bet on himself and and, uh, and and started his music career. He actually, uh, you know, the infamous, not infamous, but the famous story about how he got that $100 million deal from Coca-Cola when he was a... a uh, had invested stake in vitamin water, Coca-Cola bought it for $4 billion and boom, $100 million check right in his hand. So there are ways and there are always, you know, ways to rewrite a story. There's always another chapter, no matter what happened in the past, there's always another chapter to write. Either you can write that chapter or you can have somebody else to write that chapter. I'm an advocate for you writing your own chapter. Georgia Durante was a model for Kodak, you know, and then she became a stunt driver for commercials in the nineties. Now, what she also did was marry a mobster and, and worked as a getaway uh, driver. And so she had to serve some time for that. But she got out and started her own stunt driving company, Performance 2, and wrote a memoir, which were both quite lucrative for Mr. Ronte. Now, Kevin Kevin Mitnick is one of my favorites. And I kind of uh, you know alluded to this earlier before. He uh, At 16, he became a fugitive for hacking 40 corporations. He was on the run for a while. 
And then when he got out of jail for 2002, he started a cybersecurity company called Mitnick Security, where he still breaches networks and still hacks companies, but they pay him to find the vulnerabilities. That's exactly what I was saying earlier. The thing that you did can actually service, you know, companies elsewhere. There's been people who learn how to, who teach uh, car companies how to break into cars, right? So that way they can find the vulnerabilities in that regard. Hacking computer systems the same way. So just because you went to jail for that thing doesn't mean that thing can't be reapplied elsewhere. It's all about the entrepreneurial mindset. There's a way and a path always startup mission. One of my favorite stories is uh, Frank Abigail. Abigail was a con man. He was writing fake checks at 16. And, you know, he cashed in over $2.5 million in fraudulent checks. He went on to go to prison, obviously. But he also, when he got out, he was able to teach the FBI on how to how to find and write fraudulent checks, right? He wrote a book. Spielberg turned that book into a movie and you probably heard one of my favorite movies Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks right and so once again you take the thing that you went to jail for and you can turn it into a positive right there's always there's always that's the thing and I know I'm a nerd it's fine but there's always balance in the force just because it's negative on one side doesn't mean it can't be used in a positive matter on the other side and so once again when we talk about Piper Kerman Frank Abigail and Kevin Mitnick, those are great examples of turning that negative into a positive. So here's my final take. Look, you know, let me be clear about something. I have never been to jail. I have never sniffed the inside of a jail cell. So if there's something I said in this episode that is like not uh, conducive to the to the incarceration experience, whatever the case may be, forgive me. It comes from a place of ignorance. But my purpose of this episode was to show that, like, look, we have all made mistakes. We have all done things that we're not proud of. Some of us got caught. Some of us didn't. But for those of you that did and you served your time, you should not be punished for it again. You should not. And I think it's an outright travesty that you have to pay that second price that we talked about earlier. But. Just because you paid that price doesn't mean you don't have a control over your life. Now, granted, you know, some of you may have lost the, the power to vote unless you're in Florida because that's being reinstated. And the thing about stuff like that is quick sidebar. Uh, the thing about stuff like that is if it happens in one place, it's like a ripple effect. So just because it started in Florida doesn't mean it won't happen anywhere else. It probably start people other places start getting the right to vote back. But my point is is that like you deserve a second chance. You absolutely deserve that second chance. And for the many of you who have served time, you feel like you don't get that second chance or you don't know where to start. That's why I made this episode. I've had this episode on the shelf for months, but I finally got around to doing it because I see too many of not just people in my community, but some, some, even my friends who I know for a fact are good people. And they just found themselves in a situation to where it's like, they felt like they had no other way, but to do that thing. But I'm here to tell you that like, you've made a mistake. The purpose of jail is to rehabilitate. The purpose of jail is to make sure you pay back to society what you took from it and even with all that though i don't feel like 
you should have to pay that second price. I just, I just don't think that's fair. Now, there are many people out there who will say, they're like, look, well, they broke the law, this, that, and the other. Like, I get that. I get that. And I'm not saying that they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and they should serve their time. But once they serve their time, their debt to society is repaid. There shouldn't be a second, third, fourth price to pay. So when you think about, you know, being reacclimated in society, think about the rebuilding that credit piece because that's part that part is important. That only establishes not just your credit, but also starts to reestablish your character as well. That's actually when you talk about the five C's of credit, character is one of them. And so when you talk about the character piece in the five C's of credit, they think they look at stuff like, you know, uh, have you been to prison and your 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 morality and this that, and the other. Right. So keep that in mind as well. And also, like I said, if entrepreneurship isn't for you, that's fine. There's we've give we gave you plenty of ideas to kind of who to go towards when trying to find that path to to employment because you deserve that you've earned that part you, you like i said you don't you don't owe you don't as a member of society when you get you don't owe me anymore you don't owe me anymore you don't owe anybody else maybe your family because you took time away from them and that's you know that's something you have to reconcile with them but as far as as a member of society to me you don't owe me no more and you don't owe anybody else anymore and you deserve the right to to steal even after your mistake, to control your destiny, control your luck, control your life. That part's over. So when you think about, you know, reestablishing your credit and you think about your employment, if that's something you want to want to go towards, remember that. And if you decide to become that entrepreneur, remember that there are people out there who want to help you. Like I said, like, you know, I, I, I've thought about starting one of those chapters myself. And once I, you know, uh, uh, finish up with some of my nonprofit work that I do on a regular basis. I, that's something that I may strongly consider because I feel passionate about this. I've never been to jail, but I have I have friends who have paid that debt, and it, it it bothers me when they have to make pay that second price. It's not fair. It's not fair. And so just re, just remind you, if you want to do the, that entrepreneurship path, there there's resources for you. Grants.gov. You know, your, your correctional facility, your community, your churches. You know, if you have to go back to school, if, you know, the federal government has resources out there for you, there's a pathway. And not only is, the path, is there a pathway, just like I just mentioned in the last segment, there's people who've done it before. So that means that there's people who've done it before. You can do it, too. It's all right there for you. So if anybody ever tells you that, like, you know, you're you should be discarded from society or you should be left behind. No. No. You deserve the right to fulfill your destiny. You deserve the right to write your own story. You deserve the right to make the life that you want. And I know I sound like a broken record, but I wanted to get in your head. You deserve the life that you want, even though you made a mistake. And the people that have a problem with that, fuck them. That's their problem, not yours. And I believe that if you remember that you can empower yourself, if you remember that you can control your own fate, that you can remember you can control your own destiny, you can create the life that you want and you don't need anybody's fucking permission to do so. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Startup Life. I hope you got great value from this content. It's one of those things where it, it's, a, it's a passion for me, for people to understand that they can control their own fate, even if they made mistakes. But it's one of those things where I, I needed to do this episode, and I really hope somebody out there gets extreme value from it. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. 
And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a new way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is here in the show notes. To subscribe to the show, as it can now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.